So welcome to Women in Confidence, and this is episode 38, and today I'm joined by Brianne Hogan. Brianne is the author of two astrology books. She's also a podcast host, whoop, well done, uh, an actor, cosmic creator, and a writer. And her written work has featured in over 60 international publications and ones you're very familiar with, such as the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, Elle Canada, BBC Future, and a whole stream of really big names. And to quote her website, she is also a proud Canadian. She also has a background in personal training and nutrition, and so is truly, truly multi-passionate. So, Brianne, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, Vanessa. It's, it's great to be here. And you're coming from Canada today, is that right? That's right. I'm I'm in Vancouver, so we're your day ahead of me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I think about eighteen hours difference. So, yeah. yeah. But I but I always say this when I have guests who are so far away. I just love the fact that we can have this conversation about the same topic, even if we are on different days and completely different time zones. Mm -hmm. So with you being truly multi-passionate, as I've just explained, I was thinking to myself, where do I start with, with you? Because the conversation is going to be so broad and there's so much you can bring to this discussion about women and confidence. But let's just start, Brianne, with where I always ask my guests, and that is, what does having confidence mean to you? That's a great question. And I was thinking about it prior to this conversation. And I think confidence for me, because it's so funny, because I don't, I don't, I don't walk in this world thinking I'm a confident person. So like when I leave my house, I don't think, oh, I'm a confident woman, <laughs> you know? So it's a just kind of a strange thing to think about, about having that quality. But I think really for me, it's taking a chance on, on you, like being all in on yourself and, and betting on you and trusting in, in who you are and what you want to bring to the world and your unique gifts. And when I think about confidence in my own life, I think confidence is built and it's earned and that's only earned through taking risks and doing things that you don't know is going to work out, but you do it anyway, because it's what you feel you're called to do. So I think that's what confidence means to me. So can you recall a time or the last time that you tried something new and you guess you didn't know how it's going to work out, but you did it anyway? Uh, there's two. Well, very recently, I moved across the country here. I was living on the other side of Canada and I, I wanted to move. I, I, I wanted a fresh start. And so I took a job, um, other side of the country, Canada is a very large country. <laughs> so it, so it's huge, like a week, a week drive to get here and not knowing anyone in the city. I didn't know anyone who lived here in Vancouver. I was just very called to do that. And I've done that many times in my life where I went to school in New York, again, a city I've never been to. I only applied to one school and I got in thankfully. But it's just something again that I was just really called to do to do so. And then just last fall, I quit. I quit the job that I moved out here to do. With that, well, I had freelancing to to rely on, but really, I mean, it was just I took a chance, and it was because I was called to do it. And I thought, well, this is what I want to do. It feels really right for me, and so I'm going to quit. <laughs> You mentioned um, you had a call uh, as something's come up for you and you've made these decisions. Help me help me sort of understand what, what do you mean by you had the call? Is it a feeling? Is it a knowing? What What is that? For me, it's a definite knowing 
like it is an instinct. It's an intuition. It's something that pulls at me. Sometimes it's very instant. There's been things in my life where I instantly know that this is something that I want to do. It's I instantly want to try it. Uh, it can be almost a little bit impulsive in that sense, but I also think it's because it, you're just so automatically drawn to this thing, this opportunity, this experience that it has to be right for you. And then there's other times too, like for instance, when I quit my job where it's funny because I instantly knew I should have quit the job within months of, of getting the job, but it took me about 18 months to, to heed the call and to actually do the thing because of all the, the things we all get caught up in, you know, the, the what ifs and the hows and, and just all the little fears. So yeah, it's usually just a knowing of, I know this to be true. And sometimes it doesn't make any logical sense. I think most of the time it doesn't, but it's just something that I know to be true. And, and it's leaning into that trust, which I think is what the confidence thing is about. It's, it's even if there's no evidence that it's going to work out, I have to trust myself that it will because it's what I'm being called to do. And trust in yourself is something that I, I mean, I coach on women to trust themselves and trust their instincts and trust their experience and all those sorts of things in order for them to make confident decisions. But it can be really tricky, I think, to trust yourself because there is so much noise, whether that's other people's points of view, whether that's the media. How did you work through some of that to say, actually, I'm only going to listen to Brianne. I'm only going to do what Brianne wants to do. How did you get through that? Oh, that's a good question. I I keep hearing my mom, my mother's voice in my head because she's like, you always do what you want to (laughs) do. So I kind of feel like that's partly built into my personality already. But I also think I I fight with myself because it's like there's two halves of myself. Like one half is like, I know this is the right decision. Like I know this is mine. I know this is what I need to do. And then there's the other half, like you said, there's all the fears and all the conditioning and all the other voices that we get sucked into hearing. And I think it gets so much where the noise gets so heavy and so loud where it's like the only thing that's going to shut this noise off is me doing what I know I need to do. So sometimes I have to be, I have to be pushed like, you know, and just, and then I just rip it off and I'm like, okay. And then I just shut it down because it's because I have to, I just, I have to get rid of the noise because that's the only way I'm going to get clear on what I know to be true for myself. And I know it's hard to trust yourself. I, I, I know, I think another thing too, uh, the pandemic helped a lot with this is just realizing that time is finite and like how, how much time do I want to be dwelling on this situation that I know isn't right for me? Or how much time do I want to be in the situation that isn't right for me? And and coming to terms with that, knowing that, you know, life is short. And so why am I going to be stuck here doing what I don't want to do? I really like what you said about all the noise and the conditioning and but just doing it because actually then all that noise and all those fears and I suppose limitations you put on yourself or other people put on you, they, they're gone. They, you can't do anything about those now. The action has been, t- I really like what you said there. And I think stepping into that fear can, can be really tricky for some people, but just, and I always advocate and previous guests have always said, look, sometimes you've just got to do the action anyway. And 
it's it's even if it might not work out it's a learning process so actually doing it shuts all that noise up anyway and you've already broken through some of that fear any by just getting on with it and i think that that really puts a lot of women really struggle with that just getting on with it whatever it is whether it's big or small i mean moving across the country is quite a big deal to many many people but the way you've put it and the way you i guess got yourself into that sort of mental space and spiritual is has helped you build a life now in vancouver yes i think i've always had i think the spiritual part is actually a huge component as much as I have my own struggles with trust, I think we all do. Uh, I think that's the human condition. <laughs> it's like trusting if it's all going to work out. But I think having a, a spiritual connection as a young, since I was a young girl has definitely, I think that's definitely helped me take bigger leaps or at least trust in that I'm being supported. Yes. I think a lot of it is to trust in yourself, of course, but it does help to believe in something else because Mm -hmm. everyone needs that comfort, that sense of security. And so I think that that's really helped me and seeing the bigger picture, not all the time, you know, we all get caught up in the little stuff. Right. But, but when I've made those big decisions, whether I'm, I'm actually, it's funny. I was, I'm writing this book proposal about myself about my own life. And one of the essays that I'm writing about is when I, was leaving New York. I lived in New York for a number of years. It was this big dream of mine. And I was at the end of my, well, I didn't know it was going to be the end of my journey, but I was at the end of my journey there. And it was this summer of just nothing going right. And I was just holding onto this dream of New York, like by the skin of my teeth and just clutching it because I did not want to let this dream that I had go. And I was just so terrified of like being this failure and but it was like inside of me, I knew I had to let it go. Like I knew it was done. Like that part of my journey was done and I had to let it go to start a new chapter. And but yeah, it takes a lot of faith to do that because it's like, oh, well, I, I wanted this for so long and I believed in this for so long, but now what? But it's, it's just part of it. It's just part of the journey. And you mentioned spirituality. What for you? What what do you believe, and what su- supports you? Because it's, spirituality can be very different things for different people. But for you, what does that mean? Yeah, that's something that I still think about a lot, <laughs> and I think it's grown. I think it's evolved. I think it's, I think it's evolved. I think there's parts of me that's been with, you know, I was I was raised Catholic. So there's a part of me that still believe, I do believe in God. I, I'm not a religious person anymore, but I do believe in God. So I kind of had that structure growing up that I think kind of helped me, at least in the formative years. But now it's, you know, I've, I've gone into intuition and tarot cards and all those like thing, astrology, like all those other little tools that we, we are drawn to sometimes when we're trying to figure out what spirituality means to us. And yeah, I think they're valid, I think, but really, I think it's really what comes back to it is now that I, I'm, as I said, I'm still trying to grasp what I think it is, but I think it has a lot to do with gratitude and knowing that we're all connected to one another and knowing that there is a purpose for us being here. It's not random and tapping into what that means for me specifically and what are my specific gifts and what's my journey and understanding that it's not going to be the same as everyone else's. 
and that's okay. And coming to terms with that being okay, because sometimes you want what someone else has. (laughs) So um, that's where the gratitude comes in. And yeah, and then just cultivating that own, your own language. I think too, what I've noticed even about myself, like I go on Instagram and I look at all these accounts and I follow them and I think, oh gosh, like they're so tapped in and they know all these things that I don't and trying to just, you know, want to get in all this information from them. And, and what they have to say is helpful sometimes, but I think now I want to, I'm more of along the lines of like, what do I believe in? Not what someone else tells me to believe in and not what everyone else is doing. Although, you know, like Deepak Chopra is typically right about a lot of things, but, but what, do, like, what's my relationship? What do I think instead of looking to other, per, someone else to tell me that hmm. and cultivating my own specific, unique relationship with spirit, that's just mine, you know, and no one else can say that, well, this is how you do it, you know? Yeah. I think you've hit on something that I have concerns because I've got two kids. One's just coming to 13 and the other one's going to be 16 soon. And they are largely fed what they're meant to believe and what they're meant to think through Instagram and TikTok. And gosh, no, there's so many of them. I'm so out of touch. But actually, there's a, I feel there's a generation coming through who perhaps don't have the the capacity or even the skills to really think Actually, this is this is what I think because this is me, not some, I don't know, some what do they call them, influencer on TikTok. This is my thing. And I just I do worry there's a generation coming through who are gonna lack the imagination to really step into that. What do I think? Space. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a little aside, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think there's that whole comparison that we never, I never grew up with. I mean, I mean, to a point you're always comparing yourself, I guess, growing up, you know, in high school and you see some girl with this new dress or like, you know, all this stuff, but not to the level that it is now. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think you see something on TikTok or Instagram and these influencers having these extraordinary lives, I guess. And then you think that that's what you should have, or look at how they did it. And they didn't need to go to school or, you know, and then you just start, it's true. I do think social media as a whole has taken away creative thinking, critical thinking, the ability to be alone and to disconnect and to tap into what you think, what do you feel? You know, you're not bombarded by everyone else's opinions and perspectives. Like I was saying, like I can go down that rabbit hole easily. And I think, oh my gosh, like she's got it all figured out, (laughs) you know? And so like, okay, what is she doing? What's her spiritual practice? How is she manifesting? And then it's like, they don't, they have, you know, they have information that works for them, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And, and what do I think about this? And what do I feel about, you know, anything really is more important than what someone else is saying, you know? Mm. So yeah, I do think it's um, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. The older I get, the more I know or realize that, you know, nobody's got it figured out. <laughs> they literally, you know, they might come across like they do, but really nobody does. And they may be looking at you going, wow, look what she's doing. And she's amazing. And you're sort of looking at each other saying the same thing. It's funny. Well, let's get back to you and your um, multi-passions because, you know, I read them out at the beginning. How did you end up with your writing and writing both articles and books, your podcast, your acting, your astrology? I mean, there's there's so much in there. And also, you know, your personal training. How did you end up with such an amazing 
sort of portfolio career in many ways. It's funny that you say amazing because I grew up in a household where you'd have like one job forever and that's like, that's what you're supposed to have. And so for me to be, you know, having all these multi interests and to be an artist, I think that's really what it comes down to. I'm just a really creative person. I, I just, I like to create, I like to express myself. And so I always seek different outlets that light something within me. And I'm like, oh, I want to try that. And so I'm just the type of person that I like to try different things. And I think that's a good thing. And that's just something that, you know, very recently I've been able to really claim because as I said, I think, I think it can look meandering to other people. I think it can look like you're lost. I've gotten that a few times when I was, you know, in my twenties, like, Oh, you're, you don't really know what you want to do. Do you Brie? <laughs> So, And it's not that I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do more than one thing. And I think there's this commonality among a lot of people like growing up, you got to pick one major like in school, right? Mm -hmm. Or you have to have one job and that's it. And I think, I don't think people are that simple. I think we're much more complex and a lot more creative. I think everyone's creative in their own way. They don't need to be like an artist, but they can be creative in their own lives in different ways. And I think how limiting is that to be like, I'm this one thing forever. <laughs> like, I just think, I could never, I could never do that. And I, I knew that about myself, even though it was hard to, to say, well, I'm going to take a break from writing because writing was tiring me out. It was kind of burning me out at one point. And I was really into fitness. And I thought, well, why don't I try to be a personal trainer? You know, like, why not? And so I did. Or acting was something I was doing first. That was something that I wanted to do. And then acting wasn't working out for me. But I was writing at the time, you know, as I was saying, near the end of my time in New York, I was starting to write some plays. And I thought, I always really liked writing. Like, why am I not writing? So I started to do that. And then I was writing plays and I thought, well, this doesn't make any money. So how can I make money <laughs> from writing? And so I then I went into freelance writing. And, and so I always kind of, maybe I always... I followed a thread of what I liked. I think I followed the thread of what I really enjoyed and just said, well, why don't I just try that? And that's in the same thing with podcasting. I'm, I always, I always wanted to be kind of like a journalist with, I mean, not a, just a, a, like a writing journalist, but I am now, but just, you know, TV anchor or something like that. And I thought, well, podcasting is kind of the new, the new thing like that. So I thought, well, why don't I just try that? So I think that's what I just, I'm like, why don't I just try it? I love that you're exploring these things and and I guess backed up by the trust that you know you can do it because you you've got this calling. But do you do you ever um what am I trying to say? Do, I mean do you ever just go against what your gut is telling you and your instinct and just be like I'm just going to try it anyway. You might my body and my senses and my spirituality might be saying like don't go there but you, it works out all the same works out all the same. I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know if that's ever happened to me. I think I, maybe with relationships, <laughs> maybe I go against the grain with relationships and then think, oh, I knew better than that. Um, no, I think, I think what I, what I do is because it's, it's because of all of what you just said. I think every time that I've not trusted my gut or I've gone against the grain, as you said, it's, it's led me to places that have not fulfilled me. And I think I've done 
I've done what other people have told me that I should do and followed that other path because that's what everyone else was doing. So I felt well, maybe I should be like that too, because there's moments when you're an artist or an entrepreneur, or as you said, multi-passionate. And, and as I said, people thought I was lost. And then I think, well, am I <laughs> like, maybe I am. So then you think, okay, well, maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe, maybe I am a little too much, like all over the place. So that's when I've started to try to get a full-time job, you know, do the nine to five thing, even though everything against me was saying, don't do that. That's not for you. And that's okay that that's not for you. But, and that's again, I guess, not really trusting myself because I thought, well, maybe that's not okay. Maybe I should be doing what other people are doing. And, and so that's, no, that's, it steered me wrong when I went against the grain and I can, I know why, because it's hard to stand out on your own and it's hard to as I said, like trust in yourself as I have trusted in myself, but it's still been, it's still been difficult for me to do at times, especially when, as we were saying before, with the noise and everything, you're just like, well, maybe I should just do this other thing. Yeah. I'm experiencing some of that now because I I literally just resigned from a job that everyone would be like, well, what, this is a stable job. It's a good brand. You know, it's all those sorts of things. But I, and I'm sure there's lots of people, you know, maybe not to my face, but behind the scenes going, what is she doing? This is an insane decision, but it's my decision. And I absolutely hold, hold that responsibility. But that was a feeling that was a knowing that there is something else for me here. There's another purpose and maybe it's, it's about the podcast and certainly doing this podcast and meeting some people like yourself has opened my horizons so much. And, 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 you know, talking to you where you, you have all these amazing passions, you know, it helps me, but also helps all my listeners to realize there isn't just one stream for people. There's so much that people can do to, you know, fill up their bucket, unleash their creativity, give back to the world. And so I don't know, really, this is a bit of a long sort of spiel, but it's just, it's great to hear people like you being successful by not following the societal norms of you need a nine to five, you know, you need to stick in a stable job. You need to get your pension sorted, you know, all those sorts of things. Whereas actually, you know, you're refreshing in the fact you're saying it's, it's not always the way. And I love that. And how do you deal with the, the people who say you're lost, the doubters? What's your <laughs> response to those? Well, as I said, when I was younger, I think I, I started, I took that on and I took it very personally. Um, not all the time, but it, it just depends on where you're at in life. Right. And then if you're in one of those dark moments and you're feeling insecure, then yes, all the noise is going to affect you and you're going to, and you're going to doubt yourself and think, well, maybe they've got a point. But now, because I think of my age and where I'm at in my life and I see the trail behind me of the decisions that I've made and I didn't make, or the ones that worked out and the ones that didn't work out. And now I think I don't give a shit what anyone says. (laughs) Like, I don't, because as I was just saying, every decision that I made that went with the stream, like went with all the other sheep that they were making and I did it too. And I'm thinking, this is for me. I ended up miserable. I ended up not feeling like myself. I ended up quitting those jobs. Like I didn't, I, I mean, I don't, obviously I'm not working there now. And it just, it led me further away from the truth of who I am, you know, and I I look back and I I don't like to have regrets and I don't, but I think, oh man, like, I wish I had just stuck to what I really wanted to do, you know, sooner, sooner, just sooner. Mm. I mean, you know, everyone has a journey, as I said, and I think everything does have have its meaning and 
purpose and timing. But yeah, I think I wish because it, it does detract you from who, who you are, like who you really are. And instead of who people think you should be or mm. who you were told that you should be, you know? And so now if anyone were to say anything, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there's, while you were talking, I was thinking actually, wouldn't it be a really good podcast to be called, I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. <laughs> Maybe I should rebrand this <laughs> podcast from Women in Confidence that because actually the majority of my guests have largely done that they've been so true to themselves and they've understood themselves well and like you're saying trusted themselves that they haven't given a shit so maybe yeah yeah, maybe in time i'll (laughs) rebrand my podcast to be that when i get a bit more bold so how how with your writing where do you get your inspiration from uh me me i think i'm i'm just inspired by my own interests by my own life i mean not beginning as a freelance writer, it's true with any job. You're just, you try to get the jobs that you can. So even though I'm doing what I really love to do in the beginning, it's like any job, you just take what you can. So in the beginning, it was writing about like real estate. I have I know nothing about real estate, but I was writing about it or, you know, just boring things, boring to me anyway. Um, maybe other people love reading about that. Obviously they did because I wrote it, but you know, um, not to me, but anyway, so it just kind of, snowballed into uh, a career, like one job led to another, one opportunity led to another. And then I got to a point where I thought, well, I'm going to try to write what I want to write. I mean, maybe not every topic is, is in, you know, like a 10 for me, but at least it's connected to what I'm interested in and, and what I would like to write about. And so now, you know, for my freelance career in the publications that I'm writing for, they are in those fields of wellness and self-care and fitness, which is an interest of mine, a passion of mine. And I do write about spirituality and astrology sometimes. So I've, I've carved out this little niche for myself where, you know, maybe I don't a hundred percent get to write everything I absolutely adore, but at least it's in the ballpark of, of what I like and, and it makes it more, I think it makes it more enjoyable, obviously not just for me, but the reader. I, I think, you know, there's a connection between writing and a reader. And I think you can tell when you read someone's words that they interested in what they're writing about. And so I think that helps everyone. So I just like to write what I like. And in your career, from whatever, um, whatever you've been doing, what's, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of, I'm most proud of, uh, of going for things. So I, yes, I wrote an essay for the Washington Post like a few years ago. And that's just an example of, I read a lot about writers and, and I belong to a lot of these Facebook groups and people get a lot, they get into their heads about pitching and they get scared that their pitch is going to get rejected. And they get scared about, everything like insecurity and not being good enough and imposter syndrome. And I'm not saying that I'm not, I don't suffer from that because I, I do. I'm proud of the times that I, as I said, I didn't give a shit. And I was just like, I'm going to do this anyway. And, and I went for it. And when I wrote the article for the Washington post while I was writing it, did I doubt myself? Yes, of course. Like I was right. I was writing. I was like, Oh my gosh, they're going to think this is crap. I'm not a good writer. But besides all that, what I'm proud of is that I actually thought, no, when I pitched the the essay, I thought, no, I am good enough for the Washington Post. I am good enough. I am a good enough writer to to do this. And even if it's a no, 
at least I, I put my hat in the ring and at least I tried, you know, at least I thought, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a good enough writer for the Washington Post. Here's my pitch, take it or leave it, you know? <laughs> so, um, so I'm glad when I, when I think of those examples of just going for it, like the BBC too, writing, I wrote about windmills in Prince Edward Island. I was living there at the time. I know nothing about windmills, but <laughs> I wanted to write for the BBC. I thought that's going to be an awesome byline. They were looking for something very specific. And I found a story that I thought could work, even though I didn't know anything about what I was going to write. And I pitched to them and they accepted it. And I thought, okay, well, you're going to write about windmills. So you better start learning about it. <laughs> but I did and it was fun and it, and it got published and I still get some emails a couple of years ago. Um, I got an email saying, we looked at this article of yours and to study in school because it was so well um, cited. And so I thought, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so like, so you never know um, where your, I guess your confidence is going to lead you because I did have something to tell me, you know what, just pitch it and you'll just figure it out later. You touch on something that must be met very raw to creatives or, or anybody who's having to bid or pitch for work is about rejection. And, you know, that that can sting really internally, rejection, because and people do take it personally. How now do you, I, I suppose it's a bit similar to my question around the people who are doubters or say you're lost. How do you then deal with rejection? Yeah, it's still, it's still hard. I mean, I've gotten used to it because it's kind of, it's kind of like a dating game where, you know, you're going to go on a couple of dates with a couple of duds and they're not going to be the one. And you just got to go through them because they're going to lead you to the one that you want. Right. So I kind of feel like that's what it is where you have to try because you're never going to know, or you have to get through your nose before you get to your yes type of thing. So I try to keep that in mind because that is helpful because it's true. Not every pitch is going to be accepted. And that's just what it is. And I mean, even recently, I've been trying to write, get a pitch in for uh, Cosmopolitan, a Cosmo magazine. And I, I got rejected, like, I guess, three or four times. And I thought, like, I still stung. I was like, man, why can't I get into this magazine? <laughs> so I, got, I gave up for a little bit. Maybe I'll go back to them. But then I just thought, okay, well, maybe my work is supposed to be and my energy and my attention is supposed to be somewhere else. So I do think that there's a timing. Again, I think it comes, it goes back to maybe my outlook on life where yes, I get rejected. Yes, it stinks. Yes, I don't like it. But when I take a step back, I'm able to be like, okay, well, maybe that wasn't right for me. There must be a reason why that wasn't right for me. Let me try to, you know, reframe this and then put my attention towards something else that it's probably better off. And, and maybe that's where I will get a yes. And, and for, for me, I didn't get into Cosmo, but then like a month later, I got this random email from an editor at Men's Health who I had emailed months ago. I had, I forgot about her. And she said, I got your, Oh, I found your email. I think you'd be a great writer for this article. Would you like to write it? And I was of course. And then now I'm writing another article for them. So you don't know Sometimes a no, as I said, is your yes, even though it doesn't look like it, you just, you don't know. So you kind of have to just trust that it's going to go your way mm. in some way. And yeah. for me, when you, you were talking, I was thinking, well, that's to me is part of the spirituality and knowing there's a higher 
purpose or a higher something looking after us because whilst you didn't get into the cosmopolitan magazine the the actual the greater good was actually getting you into men's health and so it's almost like the the protection of you by your spirituality in whatever sense that may be for for people who are listening is moving you into the to the right direction and i don't know that for me is what came up when you were talking about that is saying okay it might might not be cosmopolitan but redirect your energy to something else and look, here comes a door that's opening and it might be even better yeah. for you than what you originally thought. And that, I've certainly started to approach my life in, in that way is that actually there is something, a life force that is saying, well, that might not be for you, Vanessa, but actually this is, and your energy mm-hmm. is better spent in this area. So the rejection hurts in this place and it stings and it takes a while to get over, but actually it's all for the right reasons. So mm-hmm. learn from it. Yeah. How can people get hold of you? How can they find out more about you? I know you're on Instagram because I've seen you. So where can they find out more about you, Brianne? Yes. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Brie Hogan, uh, B-R-I-E, like uh, the cheese, I guess. My website's BrianneHogan.com. And uh, then my podcast and my newsletter are linked on my website. So those are pretty much the big, the big places that I hang out. I I have a Twitter. I don't really like Twitter anymore. So I don't like to hang out there anymore. And um, yeah. And then face, I do have a Facebook page, but I, I think that's linked on my website as well. So yeah. Well, let's talk about your podcast. What's the title and what's the theme of it? My podcast is called Do You with Brianne Hogan. And it's it's kind of what we were talking about before about saying F you to the nine to five jobs and people carving out their own lives and doing something differently, doing something that's more authentic to them. That's kind of the precipice on which it was based. Um, I got a tattoo, like I think it was over 10 years ago. Do you, I have it on my arm after I quit my one of another job, not the last job, but another job I quit. It was another nine to five job that I quit. And I started my full-time freelance career, which is kind of spawned everything for me at that time. But yeah, and, and it's just, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's someone saying, you know what, I'm going to do me. I'm going to focus on what I want to do, even if it doesn't look like what everyone else is doing, but I believe it's true for me. And this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is how I serve the world. And so, yeah, and so I talked to a bunch of really different people, like creatives and artists. Um, I've talked to um, tarot card re- readers, psychics, money experts, financial experts, entrepreneurs. And then the second season's launching in September and lots more different guests. Like it's, it's actually surprises me that I'm getting now requests that people want to be on the show actually, because they want to tell their story. And I think it's, I think it's a great platform for people to to feel at home with with being different. I think that's what I like to have is to feel that we belong. If, if we don't feel like we belong, I would like for a place for people to feel like they belong. Great. So I'll put all those details in the show notes. And for those who are listening to this podcast, you're obviously into the podcast vibe. Go and check out Do You as well by Brianne Hogan. Um, and I'll say I'll put all those details in the show notes so people can also check out your stuff and, and good luck with season two of that. And you're so right. People, if people are starting to be attracted to your message and you're getting guests lining up, then you're obviously onto something really good there. So again, trusting your instinct on that one has, yeah. has paid off for you. Well, Brianne, thank you very much for being on with 
women in confidence. Is there anything you'd like to share, um, like your one piece of advice before you we sign off with people who are listening who uh, just want to understand how they can build their confidence? I, I, the thing that comes to me is just don't give a shit. Like don't, don't let other people get to you. If you know what's true for you, because I really do believe that we do deep down, deep down, I really do believe we know what's right for us, what we really want to do. It's just that noise that stops us from doing the thing that we want. So if you can just tell them to just go away, shut up (laughs) and just do your thing, because I think that's going to lead you to what you want. And and it doesn't matter what other people think. It's what, it's what it, it matters, what you think. So, yeah. Agree. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. It's been lovely having you. Thank you, Vanessa, for having me. It was great chatting with you. 